I'm Lord Clausen. And I'm Baron Matt Hazmat Hiley. And you're listening to Stonecast. Our favorite podcast. The only podcast we listen to for all the important events of the curling world. Somewhere in the darkness, there's a man they call the skipper, fast asleep. Dreaming of gold. Weeks before the sun does, even though he'd rather stay in bed. Curses the cold in Minnesota. Why is it always so damn cold? He's got a job to do. Does it for me? You're listening to Stonecast, Curling in the Twin Cities with Jordan Wickland and Christopher Lisney. Well, you already heard who we're with. Um, I'm uh, Chris Lisney, and uh, Jordan Wickland is here. We're hello, the host hello. of Stonecast. We're on our backyard patio, uh, which has recently been cleaned up a little bit by Gretchen, which was nice. Good, good find. Gretchen Pitrzewski. Thank you, Gretchen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Petrushevsky. Yeah, Petrashevsky. <laughs> and we're uh, joined by the Baron and Lords of uh, the Principality of Sealand, who I'm sure you've seen before at a uh, curling event. The last time I saw you guys, you were out in the parking lot drinking. Some people describe us as just like the Three Stooges, except there's only two of us. But you have a flag. We do have a flag. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's how we let people know from a distance that we're there. How would you describe the flag? Uh, the flag is it may well Cheap? be an inverted no. an inverted flag from the Sealand Container Company, but it's also similar to a diving flag. Yeah, uh, it's red, white, and black. And Prince Michael says that red stands for Roy. Black is for piracy. Sealand was founded to be a pirate radio station, and white is the path to purity that we all must strive for. Ah, some people say that red is also the blood that was shed during the invasion. Yeah, I think somebody did get a skin knee. And the coup. <laughs> so we're interviewing you because you are the, you know, like you're the like Olympic curling team of Sealand. Is that how well, it goes? Well, the national team. Oh, you're yeah. the national Sealand team. We have aspirations. Now, have, Sealand's not a nation. Have aspirations. Though, right? oh, yeah. They're not a nation. They are the world's smallest micronation. Allegedly. Not, not recognized. They are recognized by Germany. Germany recognizes them. Well... Not deliberately. It, it has to do with the he- Sealand history. So, you know, I'm sure you've done your research. Sealand was founded September 2nd, 1967. <laughs> and they declared independence and, and all this kind of stuff. Well, as the family was looking for something to do with the platform, they ran into various other business people who had, you know, get rich quick schemes or brilliant ideas that never came to fruition. And in 1978, some of their business partners kind of turned on them. They lured Roy and his wife over to the Netherlands under the auspices of a business meeting. And other people went to the platform and took Prince Michael hostage, where they held him for three days, kind of roughed him up a little bit, and eventually released him in Holland with no cash or a passport. And... 
This is where it, it gets even more interesting. You know, the Bates family, the Sealanders, the original Sealanders, would have none of that. So they gathered a group of friends and, and you know, former employees together, and they were friends with a James Bond stunt pilot who had a helicopter. And they They want A team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a Sealand team. The C team. <laughs> yeah. The C team. Yeah. A bunch of seamen. So they uh they modified some shotguns, or a shotgun anyway, and went out at dawn and repelled from the helicopter down to the platform where there was an accidental discharge of said shotgun, narrowly avoiding killing King Roy, I believe. Mm. But the the invaders surrendered and gave the platform back. Sealand is kind of interesting. In military, it, a military event yeah. happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the term they use for it is terra nullis, uh, literally no man's land. And if they're not occupying the platform and somebody else does, it's kind of theirs. It's mm -hmm. kind of very schoolyardy in a way. <laughs> and Sealand has been pretty much manned a hundred percent of the time since 1967, probably with only a couple of uh, absences. So it's been continuously occupied since 1968. They get there by dinghy. Yes, originally they uh, got onto it from uh, a boat. And the history on that one is these are defense forts for World War II. Uh, the German army was using the Thames River as kind of a road to get to London for bombing runs. Mm. So they positioned these forts out there with you know, radar-controlled guns to shoot down the bombers. And they didn't really have a strategy for the resupply of the forts. So they created kind of a ramshackle platform underneath it to get onto it, mm -hmm. and they were able to get on through that. Eventually, when they were trying to fend off rival pirate radio gangs, honest to God, it's a real thing, pirate radio gangs, they cut the platform down, and in modern times, modern being like the late 60s or 70s, I suppose, you have to go up either somehow scale up on your own ladder, or whoever is on the platform lowers what they call the bosun's chair. It's basically a chair mm. on a hoist. I, I saw that. that in the video. There was a video of it. <laughs> Rescue or chair. helicopter. They do have a helipad. They. Uh, cut a lot of the bulk of World War II, kind of the radar tower and all that, off. Hmm. And Do you think they just dumped it in the ocean? I'm fairly certain yeah. they just dumped it in the ocean. They are but, in international water, so... And it yeah. was the 70s, and, you know... It's good for reefs. LSD was still kind of in the conversation at the time. Yeah. Among many modern families. Exactly. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about really important things. You brought a drink, which is important. So tell us about this drink. First of all, we understand you have quite a palate for this sort of thing. Mm. We'd like you to walk us through this. Okay. As well as the uh, the, the fine ingredients that I, I saw. <laughs> so the origin of the liquid Sealand was, I think it was six the, or seven uh, years ago. It, the theme for the mixed bond spiel at the St. Paul Curling Club was countries of the world, real or imagined. And they immediately <laughs> went to Matt and said, you have to put a team together. You guys have to play in this bond spiel. It is tailored for you guys. Because you're real or imagined. Exactly. And part of the theme was that every country was supposed to bring a cocktail or a drink to share that represented their nation. Hmm. So our, our good friend Sarah Ruck from the Kansas City Curling Club played under the flag of Sealand. 
and she came up with this. This delicious cocktail made of, is it 50% Bailey's and 50% Fireball, a curler's mm. favorite. Mm. All right, well. Can't go uh, wrong with that. No. Slancha. So Slancha. Yeah. A mare libertas. All right. Libertas. Which means? From the sea, freedom. Freedom. Yeah, that comma is nice. <laughs> so now, do you guys, now is Baron above a lord? There is a hierarchy. Baron was a little more expensive than a lord. Not by much. They're both very reasonably priced titles. But I, I just, I grew up watching pro wrestling. Who doesn't want to be the Baron? The Baron, you yeah. Know? yeah. But there's like, I think on their website, they have the rules land of, the of how you're supposed to talk to each each one of these different nobility ranks. Did you, have you, you followed that? I am unfamiliar with those rules. So I think at the top is Knight. And then after that is, is that the Marquis and Marquess? I mm -hmm. And then the Count and Countess, and then the Baron, Baroness. And I know the they have Duke and Duchess because uh, Duchess Brantley is, is a proud supporter out of the Atlanta Curling Club. Gotcha. Hmm. And we had somebody from New Jersey who was going to become either a Countess or a Marquis, yeah. Marquess. I don't remember. It's all laid out quite clearly on the website. It's, it's a modest but well-organized slice of the internet. If you go to the Correct Principality of Sealand website, there is also the Sealand in Exile yeah. website. They're, they're bad people. You know, I read about that. Uh, I'm holding Lord Ryan Thomas Clausen's framed Principality of Sealand registration deed of indi individual noble title. And the first thing I saw when you showed this to us earlier was in big letters at the bottom, it says there is only one official government website, sealandgov.org. Which must mean that they donate all their profits to charity. <laughs> of course. Because it says .org. So they, you're a relatively they are very Lord. philanthropic. Mm -hmm. I, I will say they have, uh, aside from their official curling program, they have uh, an athletics team that runs races out of California. The, I believe the first person to ever summit all three peaks of Mount Everest in a single climb did it under the flag of Sealand. What? Yep. That's amazing. And People have been dying out there lately. They have a, a marathon runner in, I want to say Toronto. Uh, I think Cal State Fullerton's fencing team fences for Sealand. But I've been probably to the summit of Everest, <clears throat> by the way. Did you know that? Really? Yep. Omni <laughs> Theater. Nice. Probably it was, most it was important chilly. to them. <laughs> they had the AC on that <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. Probably most important to Sealand, they have a football team, or as we would refer to here, soccer. And their football team actually does charity tournaments and raises money for various causes. So tell me about the curling club's successes and failures. Like, you could like choose like one of your top successes. Yeah, the highs and lows. And what's the like a low? Like, what was a real failure? That something where you guys learned as a, you know, team. So I think our high would probably be our win in Scotland, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, it we, wasn't beating uh, a Stonecast host at the uh, Tri-Spiel <laughs> this year. <laughs> well, that's off the scale. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You need, you need yeah. measurable. That's true. <laughs> anyway. So you went to Scotland? Yeah, so there's a tournament in Inverness, Scotland, the Highland Week of International Curling. Um, we've gone six or seven times at this point. The mm -hmm. Highland Week. So what so was your finish over there? We were low-road low champions. The way they right. do their bond spiel is uh, you're initially grouped. 
and you play three games within your group, and they use the Schenkel point system to evaluate you. Excuse so after, me? Schenkel points? I will defer to Lord Clausen, who's much more yeah, studied on Yeah, what's a Schenkel point? That. So the way that they work it is you are put into pools, and if you win the game outright, you get two points. If you peel or draw, both team gets a point. If you lose, you get zero points. So oh, it's like hockey scoring. Exactly. Yeah. And then you also have, if you've won ends, how many ends you've won, what the point difference was between the two teams. That then places you in a ranking of your group. And then the top teams of each group go into a new group. And then the same thing happens again. The middle teams go to a middle and low to the low. And you play the groups again. And then the top teams go to the high road bracket. The middle teams go to the middle road bracket. And then the bottom plays what they call the consolation bond spiel. And we've been lucky enough to make it into the low road uh, one year and we just kept playing and we ended up playing some very good friends of ours from Canada and after slugging it out our game went longer than the high road championship and I guess was much more interesting we came out ahead. Yeah we were um, a much better viewing experience. Uh, the the high road champions <laughs> are oftentimes uh, the Orvik rank. Merlin, Orvik, Rachel, oh. and uh, Peggy Gazzola, Pat Gillis. Hmm. I don't like the, I don't like those guys. Well, I like Pat. I think you're fitting. Yeah, I know. I like all those guys. So when you were telling me about the the Shackleford point system, mm -hmm. is that like it sounds to me? It's like the same as any other bond spiel. Like if you win the third game, you're in. Is that like you lose the first one, you're in either middle or low. If you win the first one, you're at high. How is it different than that? So you play three games in each group. So that will then sort you about how what can you move after playing three games more than three games so there's typically six was there six teams per group yeah five or six teams per group so you get a kind of an understanding you played most of the people in your group and then you're sorted again with people of about that same playing ability and and the games are played over a week so you're not playing mm -hmm. three games in a day it's uh, one or two games a day hmm. starts uh sunday morning and ends friday afternoon yep. so eventually by the time the second group is done, you're now playing with people that are should be at about the same level as you. Then you throw in the week's worth of drinking, and then it kind of everything goes to the wind at that point. It's it's really a war of attrition. It's it's not just a week's worth of drinking. It's also a week's worth of no sleep. Hmm. Again, I'll, I'll invoke the name of Sarah Ruck. She is kind of the ringleader of this, but. Uh, also, our good friend Susie Mitchell. Uh, we met her over there. She's out of the Triangle Club in North Carolina. Hi, Susie. She was originally from St. Paul and Michigan and Winnipeg. Anyway, Sarah and Susie have been known to stay up so late just chatting with people. Uh, I mean, curling's a very social sport, and I'm sure you... That's what I hate about it. <laughs> if they just stick to curling, it'd be fine. But then afterwards, you have to drink beer and talk so to people. serious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they create a show uh, where you do the same thing. It's mm -hmm. the worst. They have stayed up late enough that the breakfast buffet opens up at the hotel before they go to their room. So mm -hmm. a, a typical day, by my reckoning, it might be a little bit different for Lord Clausen. Uh, you get up and you you know get ready for your day. Go have breakfast. The, hop on the shuttle bus. They don't expect you to drive. So there's a, a shuttle bus that runs every half hour to the arena or from the arena. You play your game, 
you do your broom stacking. It's not that far a walk into town. Maybe you go into town. Maybe you wait around for your second game. Usually you're back to the hotel early to mid-afternoon, unless you're the late draw, in which case you're, you're getting in right about dinner time. Hmm. You get cleaned up and you go to cocktail hour. Usually you meet the last team you played if you're the late draw. Or you just hang out socializing and you're seated for dinner. Dinner is business casual or more formal. A every lot of night. people every night. There are a couple exceptions that there's that a free a, night like yeah. Wednesdays where you're free to go out on town. There's a costume night or fancy dress where you dra- uh, dress up mm-hmm. for the theme and then there's a Scottish Kaylee night where you wear a kilt and you dance Scottish dances and yeah. things like that. So you have dinner. It's uh, usually a three-course affair, appetizer, main course, dessert course, coffee type stuff. And the band starts playing at some point, and the band goes till midnight. And uh, you hang out dancing or drinking or just goofing around until midnight. Almost nobody feels like ending the evening at this point. You're, you know, having such a great Except time. Except you got to curl the next day. Yeah. You got to go to bed. So does everybody else. You're all in the same mud puddle at this point. So you usually hang out at the hotel bar, or better yet, go to someone's room who's hosting a party. And there are usually one or two room parties a night, one before dinner for someone who is fortunate enough to get back early, and one after bar close. And I'll be honest, I'm not built for as much fun as Lord Clausen is. My days usually (laughs) end about 2 a.m. Yeah. I think, uh, well, you speak to you. You might be able to read the clock by the time you get in. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on the night. Uh, sometimes I'll get back four or five in the morning. I haven't pulled an all-nighter yet, but gotten pretty close. I think I've gotten two hours of sleep a couple times. And then just get up at nine. I don't like that feeling. Incidentally, he curls much better when he's still drunk from the night before. So the later Ryan stays up, if we have that first draw in the morning we want him out till 5 a.m then it's the shaking the bed ryan the bus is leaving in five minutes get your ass out of bed now mm-hmm. you're gonna miss the bus all right what so that's your high yeah what's a low yeah let's talk about a low what's the worst boy there are so many all right i'll tell my low and then matt can have we'll pick his own i think so at the charlotte grits and granite spiel you stay at the uh, Bonspiel Hotel, and play left, right, center, have drinks. We started a cribbage tournament um, at one point, and it got to be, you know, we thought, well, we'll, we'll have liquid sea lands for everybody, because there was a lady, duck fart lady, she would walk around and give people duck farts. Betty Frizor or Frazier, yeah. out of, I think, Coastal Carolina Club. Hmm. Yeah. Wonderful person. Anybody who's a curler, if you run into her, Ask her to make duck farts. She makes the best ones on the planet. It's I've never had a duck fart. So no idea. I'm looking forward to. I don't know what it is either. We it's we had a, we met some Paige. Uh, oh, Paige Lamixon. That was uh, she's from Coastal Carolina, I think. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Met Midget Look. Mike as well. <laughs> so Betty wasn't there that year, so we thought, well, we'll ha- we'll make a liquid sea. So you've been there everyone. a couple times. I've been there twice. Oh. Yep. Man, you guys are travel. We can go through the list after. Get done with our low points. So we might not have time after all the low points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get out the stuff. We start making them for people. We leave them out on the table as we're 
you know, keep talking for other people to show up. One of the guys who's staying at the hotel turned out to be a college student. The local college had overflow problems, so they were putting them up at the Bonspiel Hotel. Well, he was a little drunk or something and started being a little something. bit obnoxious and people started leaving. So we're like, all right, we're gonna go to bed. Um, so we start packing our stuff up and he grabs the bottle of, I think Bailey's, it was a handle of Bailey's that we had. And he said, I'm gonna take this. And our good friend, Tim Gartner, who was there oh. with us says, no, that's mine. I'm gonna take that. Well, he did not take to that very well at all. And he went on a tirade about being a veteran and being treated like dirt and how things weren't, people weren't respecting him. Well, the staff knew him and said, you ain't no goddamn veteran. You're just a punk ass college kid, no place to stay. Well, he and Tim started to get into a little heated argument. The cops got called, no, there was no punches thrown or anything. But needless to say, he say he was not staying at that hotel anymore oh. after that. Yeah, so we ended up staying up till 4 a.m. that night talking with the staff and then proceeded to miss the first 15 minutes of our draw the next morning because we couldn't. That's just one end, man. And I, I would <laughs> like to point out specifically who was to blame for that. Uh, Tim Gartner was our rental car guy and did the driving. And he was the most gung-ho because, you know, we were undefeated mm -hmm. up to this, although it was Saturday morning, so it might have been... At you most won one, one game. games, but <laughs> at any rate, you know still. we're we're still in it. We you know we want to do well, and Tim uh, for our eight a.m. game, we're going to leave at seven thirty. It was seven earlier in the night, and it became seven thirty. Seven thirty rolls around. Where's Tim? Hmm. Tim's alarm didn't go off. Tim overslept. It's all Tim's fault. Tim Gartner, it's on you. Hmm. I get that so wake up call. Then we get into. The, I had to go into the hotel office to have them ring his room because he wasn't answering his cell phone. And, and you were thinking he might be dead. One can hope. <laughs> well, no, we love you, Tim. He but, had the, uh, he so had we, the, the, uh, the Baileys, so. Yeah, exactly. Death, death by Baileys. Got after yep. that Baileys. What a way to go, though, right? Heart literally stopped from mm -hmm. all, the, all the cream in that. Sugar, yeah. So we get there, or we get in the car, and our navigator, Lord Clausen, is calling out the directions. Unfortunately, he is unwittingly in the walking route. So we are going through construction zones and neighborhoods, <laughs> and I'm getting texts from the Atlanta curlers who were on the sheet adjacent to us. Are you guys showing up this morning? The other team's out on the ice tapping their foot. We, we arrived, and uh, I think we were a couple of minutes late by the clock and you know at this point we're all a little on edge from from this and we didn't start off very well but it was our pattern for the entire bond spiel mm. um, so you recovered the, the comments were oh it's the fourth end and Sealand's only down by four they're fine <laughs> <laughs> we did recover it did come down to the other team having to make an angle slash with hammer in the last end which they, they made. needed one they got like two out of it. Yeah. They made it, they won. And that relegated us to, I think, a C event. They, the way they do their spiels at the Grits and Granite spiel, there's like eight finals. Mm. And the, the later you lose, the higher you rank. So I feel like it's kind of innovative in that the B event probably literally is the third and fourth place teams because they lost to the first and second place teams the game prior. Hmm. And the C event, 
you know, we're... Yeah, it does always seem like those different tiers, it's like, you know, like the third event usually is like a little bit tougher road than the second event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a... But that go, all way. goes back to goes back to the Sealand Point method, right? Where, you know, the... <laughs> <laughs> the the shankle points the shankle are now the shankle points. Shankle points. Shankle I, I agree. It's the, the, the Sealand point. point system. That's what we're going to do from now on. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. What is stopping you guys from going to Sealand? You've been over there six or seven times, you said. Believe it or not, uh, they don't do tours without a lot of effort. They don't allow anybody out on the platform. Haven't you shown? You've, I mean, you, you brought two T-shirts, trophies, a flag, and your titles. Well, oh, what else are they not looking only that, for? We've, we've swelled the ranks of their nobility yeah. a bit. We have you other... You didn't have to marry... Other, you we know. can pretend that we're doing it right now on top <laughs> right. of the platform. We're on the platform! There's a seagull flying by. Ah. <laughs> hey, I got a big cod on the line. <laughs> yeah. a lot of That's not a cod. It's a <laughs> So it takes a lot of effort. Yeah, they after uh, after nine eleven, they had some security concerns about letting anybody out there, especially after the coup d'état. I, I started that story earlier. Mm. the The reason Sealand feels that they're recognized by Germany is uh, one of the people in nineteen seventy eight who tried to take over the platform with malice and hostile intent was actually a Sealand citizen. His name was uh, Gernot Putz. Oh, I have a different story here. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway. Also in He, uh, well, Achenbach was yeah, his Yeah, there boss. it is. Achenbach wasn't there. Uh, Gernard Putz was a German. A German. Achenbach was the, the brains behind the operation. Yeah, Somebody better update Wikipedia now. He's the mastermind. Yeah. I noticed that curling is listed as the first sport. Anyway, I was curious if that was you. Yeah, that was me. Uh, the rest of my updates get deleted for some reason, but... Anyway, they held Gernot because he was a Sealand citizen. They had granted him citizenship. And the uh, German embassy sent someone out to negotiate his release. The German embassy or ambassador was also putting a lot of pressure on England, who threw their hands up and said, what do you want us to do? It's in international waters. Deal with it yourselves. There actually was a a slight military presence. Some of the other people who were captured in the uh, counter-invasion were Dutch citizens. So there Mm -hmm. were military naval vessels anchored not too far away from Sealand at the time. Ready to invade. As it turned out, uh, they, they had fined Gernot and they held him. From the book Holding the Fort, he started to lose his marbles a little bit and uh, he wasn't doing real well mentally. So because when was... all was said and done, <laughs> the German embassy didn't secure his release. They actually sent him to Holland and gave him a couple hundred pounds to go because they thought that he was headed down an unhealthy path and I mean he actually threatened suicide at one point. Well, wait a minute. So why do, I still don't get why does Germany recognize no, here, Sealand? I can explain this. Okay. May I? Yes. There's please. actually a, a concise it sounds like this might be wrong but first of all, do you know what the uh, the, the the principal concern was? Why there was a a, a coup and what the the discrepancy was it about was offshore gambling? Yeah, they yeah, wanted to turn banking. it into a, a casino. casino. That would have been sweet. That would have been yeah. sweet. They would have to have visitors then. Mm. Anyway, so oh, the yeah. the Battle of Sealand occurred in 1978 when the Prime Minister Alexander Achenbach staged a coup over a dispute with Bates, self-appointed Prime Minister. Yeah. In, so this is from Wikipedia. Just quoting here. Which we know is, is, a, is a reliable primary source type. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in 1978, 
Several German and Dutch mercenaries were hired by Achenbach to lead an attack on Sealand while Bates and his wife were in England. He had disagreed with Bates over plans to turn Sealand into a luxury hotel and casino with other German and Dutch businessmen. They stormed the platform with speedboats, with jet skis and impressively helicopters, and took Michael hostage, the son of the man who, what, formed Sealand? The Prince yeah, Michael? Yeah. yeah, Prince Michael. Okay. Michael was able to retake Sealand somehow and capture Achenbach and the mercenaries using weapons stashed on the platform. Achenbach, a German lawyer who held the Sealand passport, was charged with treason against Sealand and was held until, unless he paid 23,000 pounds, roughly $35,000 know, US. But then Germany sent a diplomat from its London embassy to negotiate for his release. Bates relented after several weeks of negotiations and subsequently claimed that the diplomat's visit from Germany constituted de facto recognition of Sealand. Mm -hmm. The story is a little bit different in the book. Uh, the yeah. people are different. It sounded and, different uh, when you were explaining it. The assault wasn't on jet skis and boats. It was they came in that under a helicopter fun. and jumped down onto the platform and kind of tricked Michael and Michael was sent to Holland. This sounds like Patriot so, Games. Yeah, it's it's a little bit they different. They had the same story, vehicle. Right. But uh, overall the net result that they feel like they have de facto recognition from Germany, which is one of the criteria to recognize a nation state. Mm. Uh, the other ones, off the top of my head, you have to have a well-defined border. Well, you go a foot off the platform, you fall into the North Sea. Mm -hmm. Pretty well-defined. And you have to have defensible borders. Well, they repelled an invasion from the Germans and the Dutch. So wow. they, they're one and oh in, in war. They accomplished what England didn't in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> Does the book say why Michael's dad left him alone on a platform in the middle of the ocean like They're, why did they leave they were lured to i believe either belgium or the netherlands switzerland for a business meeting with Aachen. with achenbach who none of them Stage showed the yeah and they were trying to get a hold of michael on the platform but this was before the era of cell phones and satellite and phones that. and all that so they they had to you know do kind of a morse code game. probably yeah and uh, by this time the Where? helicopter Where? had arrived over the platform and they hadn't heard from Michael in days. Well, he was held captive for a few days and then sent to... And he was like Holland. 12, right? At this point, I think he was in his 20s, like 24, 26. It would be a better story if he was 12. And then he repelled all these guys. Yeah. Dropping 12. empty oxygen tanks on their <laughs> yeah. heads. Yeah. Turns well, into home actually, alone. In sea his, land alone. In his teenage years, <laughs> I believe he did Molotov cocktail uh, rival pirate radio Maybe station. we should make some Molotov cocktails and just... Chris, what's around here that we can... My it's, house. It, mm. well, well, Unless you're looking you for that insurance of, settlement. like, attached to the house? You <laughs> yeah, but I could get insurance on it. Well, whatever. How about this garage? The garage could use it, yeah. Do you have a neighbor you don't like? Nope, I love all my neighbors. Nah, Scott's Do you... Um, so, you've just kind of adopted Sealand as curling. Like, you're not, like, an official curling. Like, you just curl and say you're Sealand's curling team, right? That is... Incorrect, yeah. as proven by my official documentation back and forth with Prince Michael. The, the story of this, I, you know, I don't remember the exact particulars as I stumbled across them. But yeah, I, I bought a Baron title. I, I had written to them for roughly a year, year and a half, trying oh. to become their curling team. I could explain that one. <laughs> okay, Brian might have a, a better story. Eventually, I bought my Barony. 
and I wrote to them asking to be their official representative for curling. And then I followed it up with, this is a serious request. I'm not a crackpot, basically. And eventually I did get an email back from Michael of Sealand, which I believe is Prince Michael. He's the prince. He just got yeah. married. Exactly. Ten days ago. Congratulations, Prince Michael. Yeah. Late June 2019. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said he liked the idea. Said, get some shirts why off don't our you, website. Why don't you buy and some more shirts? It. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I like how they use the term enquiry. E-N-Q-U-I-R-Y. Oh. Thank you for your enquiry. One of our team members will contact you shortly. Well, it was dictated, Below but Below is read. the details of your <laughs> enquiry. And then he says, I like that idea. Get some t-shirts and off you go. So you're official. Yes. So what kind of benefits do you get for that? I get the right to buy a whole bunch of Sealand stuff to give away at Bonspiels. <laughs> which you do very well. I was impressed with the amount of swag I got at, at a Bonspiel in which Sealand was not the sponsor, surprisingly. <laughs> did, did, you, uh, did you pay like any fee to have a Sealand curling stone made? I do have a Sealand curling stone in Inverness, Scotland. I, no, I meant your shirt. Oh. This that seems like that is, you might have to pay some royalties. Is that a licensed product? He said, "Grab some logos, grab some yeah, shirts, have I, fun with it." Yeah, <laughs> so that's basically. true. It's so in writing. We, we do have the authority to use the logo, that's but pretty sweet. You know, this is it's an abstraction. We have yeah, Sealand, it's different. We have Sealand shirts for sale. If you Google "broomstacked" without the e, you'll find the website where you can buy the curling gear. Yeah, it's it's not actually us selling it. It's a very good friend of ours, a teammate of Lord Clausen's in the Metro League on Wednesday night at St. Paul. So he has a side hustle designing shirts and he made a few for us. There's actually a, a really cool one of the platform with a guy curling and you can see a tiny little rock going off the platform. <laughs> the North the Sea. Yep. Yeah. What's that, broom stacking? Broom stacked. Broom stacked. Just KD at the end there. B-R-O-O-M-S-T-A-C-K-D. Yeah. If you just Google that, it's on Spreadshirt. There's a whole bunch of Sealand curling gear, shirts, sweatshirts, hmm. coffee mugs, the whole kit and caboodle. So what's the end? What's the end goal? I mean, what as you as you move on, as the years become decades, are we, are we gonna have our ashes scattered into the North Sea? Are we gonna bequeath our our Sealand trophy to the platform? Like what what's happening? Well, I haven't thought that far ahead to my ultimate demise, but. I'll admit, we didn't really have a grand plan when we started this. But Sealand didn't either when they founded their oh, micronation. Oh, that's a nice uh, I mean, they, they had segue. ideas, yeah. and some of them are still evolving even to this day. I think ultimately, we are trying to host or to gather support for a micronation Olympics hmm. of curling. Hmm. Uh, there are some friends of ours who, not to be outdone by us, uh, have corresponded with the micronation of Melosia. It's a mm. small landlocked nation in Nevada. And they are the official curling team of Melosia. So we routinely Man. have a Melosian Sealand showdown. Anything goes in Nevada, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. There's like a, in, in like Taiwan or somewhere around there, like they recently there were some platforms or some guy, have you read this? Some guy mm -hmm. like built a platform house and he was like, uh, like militarily removed or something. Yeah, I, I believe uh, Sealand reached out to him through Twitter and offered him asylum on the platform. 
True. Oh, I just yeah. saw this. Yeah, this was a, oh. yeah. I was kind of amazed that their Twitter feed is far reaching in, in their concerns and their place in the world. It's pretty interesting. I wonder how that, I wonder if they ever took them up on it. Do they have the funds to fly them to England Probably. and, and rent a boat? After looking at how expensive the barony is. Hmm. All those titles. Well, I'm sure that that guy could probably afford it. I don't know. It just seemed like really militant. Like, like they were like, yeah. I think they like lost its citizenship or. Jeez. Yeah, it was it was pretty serious. I yeah. Uh, I mean, it was definitely a military action to get this guy. It was. It was like a, a little stilt hut just out past the, the territorial waters. Hmm. Like a Micronesia. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and he was going to be like, I'm a tax free. I'm like my own, you know, not nation state, but they, you know, there was some title for it, mm. and they were like, No, you're not. And she was like, okay, your guns are a little bit bigger than my guns. Yeah. Fortunately, the, uh, the, the English government contemplated that with Sealand, but never followed up on it. They did decommission the rest of the forts, though. Yes. Tear them down they, to prevent uh, uh, copycats. Yeah. Hey, could you imagine if there was like 20, 20 sea lands? Then you could really have a curling tournament. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We might have to connect them and build the... the curling sheets between platforms so it's only like 10 kilometers offshore right it's not we're not talking uh, i've heard different numbers miles. but it's like six or seven miles yeah I think it's not you can far see it but back in in the 60s the territorial waters were three miles they've been extended okay. to 12 and Sealand is grandfathered in i guess I gotta say, it, it's it, as the the world's former you know colonial power and had what three quarters of the la- like staked claims to the land at one point. Mm-hmm. English are really letting Sealand kind of just do their thing. It's good, just good not, for them. Just not worth the effort. I read something really funny. You know, so Brexit, the the the, the Brexit proposal mm-hmm. was uh, inspired by Sexit. Sealand decided <laughs> to exit. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw a similar article. It was something about yeah. uh, Michael Bates could save Brexit. He's the only man to successfully oh, right. do it. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. He should be prime minister. That's what it was. Uh, Is there anything else we should discuss regards your, your experiences as the Sealand curlers here in the like what's next? US of A. Yeah, what's next? We will have a contingent going to the barbecue bonspiel in early August down in Kansas City. Mm, I've heard that's a good bonspiel. Mm-hmm. It's a fun time. I would recommend you come down. Uh, I think this year they might be full up, but no one fills up fast. Their yeah. sign up opens up, you know, February or March. Just kind of join their list serve or whatever it is off the website and go. And it, when you go down, make sure you bring lawn chairs and lawn mm-hmm. games because you spend most of your time between games. Outside. outside around the barbecue pit playing mm-hmm. cube or beanbag toss. I did that all weekend. Thanks. So that's what's next. And then the bond spiel in July in Chicago, the new Windy City. I think the Windy City facility is opening. Hmm. We go into that. How can you guys have time to do all these bond spiels? He's doing that one with uh, some of the Molossians. They're, they're oh, actually man. very good allies. Molossian and Sealand are like this. Do they have a flag? Yes, they do. It's the Nigerian flag upside down. Oh, <laughs> there actually is a military treaty between Sealand and Melosia. There's mm-hmm. Melosia is still at war with East Germany. They claim it still exists in a 
small parcel of land in Cuba that was ceded to East Germany and not covered in the treaty to reunify Germany. We're going to have to have a whole other podcast to talk about that because uh, John Solom told me he was really excited that we were interviewing you guys so that <laughs> he never has to listen to you tell the story <laughs> of why Sealand... You know what? You know what's the story behind Sealand? What's the story behind your podcast? He said he hears it at all the bond spiels, and he said this way, people can just say, "Go listen to the podcast, and you'll get it taken care of." Yep. I am gonna have a copy of the podcast on my phone and play it for Solom at every bond spiel. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Should we mention the Sealand Invitational? Uh, back it up. We're not going. We're not going yet. We got some really important. We got an important announcement. We we have hosted a bond spiel down at the Owatonna Curling Club. Uh, I, I believe our first year actually was somebody's oh, birthday. I remember that. this was late last year, right? Well, two years, two years we've ago. had we've had about four, four or five of them now. Oh my gosh! But four or five? Yeah, we. It's a, an invitational. It's a lot of. Uh, nobled Sealanders from Atlanta and Kansas City, and uh, very good friends, and it's a bond spiel that we're hosting uh, in the future. Maybe that morphs into the Micronation Olympics, or you know, maybe we expand the size. Uh, Owatonna is a two-sheet club; it's pretty tight, and I don't know if we could handle a lot more teams. But you can follow us on Facebook for Sealand Curling, if you follow that page, or on Instagram at Sealand Curling as well. We'll have announcements out there. I'm on Twitter at Baron Hazmat. <laughs> so we'll have those announcements out there when we're ready. Nice. Now, are we going to get invited? I don't see why not. That'd be great. Love Owatonna. There's a, vet, a vetting process. I don't know. We'll have to talk about that offline. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not easy being at the Sealand Invitational. Mm. Especially as first timers, I would imagine. There's a, lot, a little lot of fireball and yeah, a lot of hazing. Well, Jordan already uh, said he likes to drop his pants, so I had quite a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would, you would fit in, fit in very well. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. guys. Well, thanks, uh, thanks for coming over and uh, laying down some information about Sealand. Thank you for having us. If if anybody's still listening to us at this point, thank you for listening too, because. Usually people walk away shaking their head way before this point. <laughs> and find us at a bond spiel. We'll be around. So, all right. A mare libertas. A mare libertas. Cheers.
There's a man they call the skipper, fast asleep, dreaming of gold. 